Welcome to the 29th episode in our podcast series about positive intelligence. As you remember, in episode 28, I shared the poem with you, All in the State of Mind. Now, as you know, the ultimate goal of positive intelligence is to regulate the imbalance between the left and the right brain, or, or to put it very, very simply, turn down the volume of voices, your saboteurs, that come from the left brain and turn up the volume of the voices, your sages and wiser self that come from the right brain. And of course, as I mentioned, this is an oversimplification of what's really going on. Uh, the brain is far more complicated than simply left or right. And more accurately, as the creator of positive intelligence, uh, Shirzad Shemain says, your saboteurs live in your survive region, the brain stem, the limbic system and parts of the left brain. And your sage lives in the thrive region, the middle prefrontal cortex, the empathy circuitry, and parts of the right brain. But the left brain, right brain simplification works uh, for basic understanding. And uh, now let's get on to the program. Today we have an excellent guest from the UK. Amy Mosier is working with three corporate clients as a certified positive intelligence coach for 99 participants. Business to business or B2B has become her specialty. She's looking to continue working with corporate clients in professional services, especially family law firms. And she'll tell you where that comes from. Now, Amy has been a guest before, as you, as you recall. In episode number 16, Amy and I discussed the process of finding the gift in a negative situation. So welcome again, Amy, to Podcast PQ. Thank you, Charlie. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm amazed that this is your 29th one. Well, Excellent. we're going to have more down the line. And I, I'm sure you'll be back to talk about something else in some of your programs. Uh, and by the way, remind us a little bit. I know we introduced you in Podcast 16, but remind us of who you are and what you do. And I understand that you uh, have really got some exciting events coming up. Charlie, I'm a really involved PQ coach. And so I am involved now in the B2B program. And like you mentioned, I've got three clients going on right now. Um, so I sort of graduated into that from working on mini pods with my personal clients. So I started out um, really seeing women who had been divorced and were in difficult divorce situations and then um, lawyers. And also I have behind me 20 years in internal communications at some pretty big professional firms like Anderson Consulting and the BBC and Mercer. So um, this kind of combination of bringing my past experience in and the current experience of being a, P, a PQ coach has been really perfect for me. So I'm loving it. So you were introduced to positive intelligence some time ago, as we discussed before, and you really became interested. And now it's just kind of uh, exploded for you. It has really exploded for me. Um, and I didn't really expect that. It was really, um, there's quite a big demand um, over here in London that there are clients signing up for this. And um, I think that this probably resulting from the pandemic and companies coming back and 
wanting to help with change. Like one company that I'm working with is doing dispersed working. So meaning they're never gonna be back in an office again. And another one is a healthcare company whose employees have been working super hard, of course, over the whole COVID time period. And they wanted to give them something to really give back to them. Well, getting clients in uh, the way you're doing now with businesses is somewhat different than getting clients uh, on an individual basis. You actually go to a company and, well, tell me what you do. You go to a company and what, what kind of irresistible offer do you make? And you don't have to get specific with costs and stuff. Well, I've been working very closely with the B2B team in, I call it PQHQ. So Natalie and Rhonda, Natalie Siston and Rhonda Farrell have been like my go-to people. And um, they really help you with presenting it to a company that you're going to work with. And, um, you know, they have brought me in on these engagements to work. Um, so I am, you know, really grateful for that. And I think, you know, they could tell from my experience as this would be kind of a natural thing for me to do. And um, so I am looking forward also to having clients where in the law firm area, so family lawyers. And the reason behind that is that I um, was in a high conflict divorce and I worked with a lot of lawyers in that time period in eight years. And I really felt like that's an audience who could benefit from the PQ program. So my plan now is to take my experience of working now with corporate PQ programs and bring that specifically to law firms where wow. family lawyers can really change the way that they're working with people, families, especially. Well, that's, that's your niche as they call it. And, and, you know, uh, the theory is that if you define a niche that you, first of all, enjoy working with, and secondly, could use the product, it's a little bit easier for you to develop a practice. Uh, tell, just give us a comment on that, because some people don't think they need a niche. Uh, what, 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 what has having uh, had a niche and specifically aimed at the law firms done for you? Well, for me, it gave me a real purpose because I wanted to make change in this whole area. You know, having been through this high conflict divorce, I don't want other people to go through the same thing. And so my passion about this audience is really real and live. And so when I go to talk to people about it, they can tell that I really want to help. Yeah, you can almost see the passion in your face when you talk about it. <laughs> so I think that having that niche, like really defining who you want to be working with, it helps you to be more passionate about your work. And I really do think it's um, a great tip. You know, Bill, um, he tells us all about it. Bill Carmody in our business to business work. And so... I just really think it's helpful to do that. It's great to have experience in all different kinds of areas, but if you go out and market yourself to a niche, it can be really effective when your passion is there. Oh yeah, and, it, and, and your expertise really gets sharpened. 
exactly. So like for me, having done some market research with family lawyers and having a few of them in my pods and talking to them through like a professional organization of lawyers, then I have been able to really test the water with that too. And I think that's important for people who are developing a niche to go in there and research by talking to people who may then become your clients. Yeah. Well, hey, Amy, uh, let's back up for a moment and uh, talk a bit, little bit about the kind of experiences you had up to the point where you started to apply positive intelligence. I worked in internal communications for 20 years. And so I was working in different change programs, um, you know, redundancies, as you might say, people getting fired, cutbacks, all of that sort of stuff. And really with leadership to help them to get involved in these kinds of things and to be seen and present with the employees. Um, and I did leadership walkabouts and large interactive broadcasts. And that experience, I think, brought me into more of a space where I could coach and I could really understand this audience of um, professionals that I wanted to work with. So I think that, you know, for me, it was a natural change when I became a single parent that I wanted to not work in the corporate world anymore. And well, I am now, but in a different way, a totally different way. Um, so that I am not part of the furniture anymore. Um, so I can go in as a kind of consultant to make recommendations instead of being inside. <laughs> wow, and then when positive intelligence came along, it just added added a more powerful dimension to what you were doing. Exactly. Um, and it made a lot of sense to me. I would say that was my main attraction to it was that it was simple and I felt like I could explain it easily to people. And just having these three parts to it, like we've got the saboteurs, we wanna quiet them. We've got self-command. We want to do these mini meditations to stop in the middle of the saboteurs. And then we want to get to sage thinking so that I can explain it that easily. Um, and now I'm you know, doing this every day <laughs> that I can be able to really buy into it on a personal level too. And when you started, when you started, Amy, after you got involved in positive intelligence, you, you put together small pods of individuals and tell us a little bit about that. You kind of ran a pod of people and ran a six-week, seven-week course. So tell with us about my, what you what you learn from doing that. With my client pods, I really learned about the value of the groups and having the accountability. So I am very clear about that with my groups now, my pods that. It's so important to have other people in the pod with you who are supporting you. It makes such a difference. Yeah, it does. And then when you did, did you first uh, at first when you started doing your pods run into individuals that were quite skeptical of the whole program and uh, didn't really believe what was going on? How did you overcome that skepticism? 
I'm thinking of one client right now who actually is a family lawyer and is very much having a hyper rational saboteur. So, um, and we would say that that's somebody who's very logical in their thinking and wants to be in their head all the time. And I used this analogy of a hammer is a tool that you can use for maybe logical things. And then you would want to have a different tool to use for other things that are maybe softer or more nuanced. And so you could have a paintbrush. And so you don't want to always use a hammer for every single job that you've got. You use the paintbrush sometimes, and that's different. And I tried to explain also that that's a different part of your brain, which you may not be used to using, but you actually can bring so much more to the party when you're using that part of your brain. And that will actually make you, when you're in the courtroom, even better. Sounds good. Basically what you're saying, uh, and it's similar to the experiences I think that I've had and some others that even the skeptic over a period of time can develop some of the habits of positive intelligence, the PQ, PQ exercises and so forth, that these become habits. And habits are learned skills. So you have to have a little bit of faith in the system for the first two or three weeks, it sounds, until you start seeing the effects of those habits. Is that the way, similar thing that you had? Yes. I just encourage people to be patient with their saboteurs that get them in the program and to kind of leave it open. Leave it open to other things blossoming here. Wow, and then now you having been a coach without using positive intelligence and then now with that experience you've had over the last year of using positive intelligence, what are some of the results you're getting from your application of PQ in your co uh, coaching practice, Amy? I feel like having the framework is helpful. I never used a framework before that I would be able to refer back to in that way. And I also work with kids a little percentage of my time. And having that same framework that's in my head, even working with kids, I feel like it's so adaptable to any situation. Whereas I think tools that I was using before didn't make such an impression, didn't have that kind of lasting impact. Yeah, I know. And when we had our previous conversation, we spent a lot of time talking about that difficult process of finding the gift in a negative circumstance. That takes a little bit of time up front, doesn't it? Indeed. I had some people on that session actually this week who had just watched the video about finding the gift. Oh. And yes, it, every time I have a pod that's going through that transformation, it's really amazing to watch how things can change, the perspective can change when you put that kind of a frame upon it. Wow, well now, Amy, this has obviously been a uh, very positive experience 
for you. And you've seen some rewards uh, from your application of positive intelligence. Tell me a little bit about uh, the rewards that you've seen, not only uh, for your clients, uh, but for yourself personally. In my current situation with the three companies that I'm working with, what I'm really noticing is the impact that PQ has on working relationships, communication, and results that they have. And um, many of the clients that I'm working with right now are using it within their own teams. So there's also a further module that we have called PQ Powered Teams. The and PQ that even, what? it's called PQ Powered Teams. Hmm. And that even takes the kind of seven week training to another level when you are using it specifically with your team. So it's a great offering for the groups that I am putting through the program right now. And I think all of them will take advantage of it. And it's a way to keep, uh, to, to sustain what you've learned from the, it's a way for your teams to sustain the, the skills and the habits they've formed by the, by the seven week, six or seven week training program. How do, you, exactly. uh, how do you use positive intelligence in your daily life when you're not coaching? It's funny because now that I'm working with these companies, like I'm presenting almost every day. And a lot of times I'm going into my app on the desktop to show them something. And so like it shows my own results when I do that. So you can see like Amy's total PQ score and you know, what has she done for the day? And so I'm a little bit motivated by that to kind of keep up with the app. Um, but I've always been pretty good at that. Like, you know, three times a day, most days using the grow program. Um, and I do so much other stuff within the PQ community like working with PQ for parents, um, community of practice and the B2B community of practice and PQ for lawyers, community of practice. So I'm so immersed in it that I think it's just become so much part of my days. I can see that it makes you happy. And you, you're just, when you talk about this, Amy, and you talk about the success that you have, you're just beaming with happiness. Yeah, I am really happy with it. I feel like I've found something with this new way of working in corporations that takes advantage of the experience that I had before. And I am just excited to go forward and you know have more clients. And actually the amount of people that I'm putting through this and you know engaging in this is amazing to me. So I feel so happy that I've been the person to be the coach to all of these people. And you have an opportunity to motivate others who might be entering the coaching world and getting involved with positive intelligence for the first time. And you know, for those people, what advice would you have for coaches who might just consider a positive intelligence as another tool they could put in their toolkit? My advice would be to really immerse yourself in it, like I have, and to you know, reach out to different people in the community. That's something that I've done from the very beginning is just like have chats 
with other coaches. And through these kind of communities of practice, that's an easy way to do it as well. Um, because you gain so much by understanding what other people are doing and helping that to enhance your own practice. You know, and you, you mentioned, we mentioned a little bit at the beginning that you have some events coming up and I understand there's an event uh, that is being sponsored by PQ for Parents. Um, right. Tell us a little bit about that. That's Friday, the 25th of February. Is that when it's going to be? Correct. So that's at 2 p.m. Um, Eastern time. So 7 p.m. in um, GMT. And I'm really excited for this event. Um, it's about co-parenting after divorce and separation. And I've got two different parents to talk about it. So one of them is a PQ coach who is a dad. And he has an amazing story about how PQ has helped him transform this whole co-parenting relationship. And another person who is a mom that is doing what's called parallel parenting. And that's a common thing that happens um, after you're in a high conflict divorce where there may be court proceedings and you know, much more difficulty. So it's like finding a way to stay in your own lane. And she has been using PQ in an amazing way to get through what has been very difficult times that probably won't ever end, but it's like she's got this long-term resilience through PQ. Well, and and you so could... I'm really excited to, tell, to have them tell their stories. It's a panel discussion. So I'll be basically asking them questions. And they can find out a lot more about it on the website, uh, https colon forward slash forward slash www.pqforparents.net. Right, right. And then go, also, go events, go to events and that sort of thing. Right. Or also I have it on my own website, which is now amymoser.com. Now that should be pretty easy to remember, amymoser.com. Well, I'll certainly, I'm going to, I'm going to, tune into your PQ for Parents event on the 25th of February and encourage others to do the same. Fantastic, Charlie. I know there are going to be people out there that will really benefit from hearing the story. Well, I want to thank you uh, so much uh, for joining me, Amy, and hearing about your success and, and just witnessing your enthusiasm for your, for your niche and, 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 and how much applying positive intelligence has meant meant for you. Now, I want to thank all the rest of you for joining us, and we'll see you soon in our next podcast PQ episode, when we will discuss the practical application of positive intelligence in a different area of interest. Thank you.